reading from the first book of Moses, known as Genesis. Then Jacob gave them these instructions. I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, in Canaan, which Abraham bought as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite, along with the field. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried, there Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. The Word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I suppose if these words of Christ had already been written, they could have easily been spoken at the funeral of Jacob, of Israel. Well done, good and faithful servant, well done. He was a patriarch, a leader of men, a man of prayer, a man of struggle with God. Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. But it really wasn't. Would any of us ever put forth Jacob as the ideal son? Or as a righteous brother? As a stand-up husband? As a fair father? He was none of those things. A mama's boy, staying by the tents, nothing wrong with that, but he deceived his father, didn't he? And he followed the will of his mother by tricking Isaac into thinking he was actually his brother Esau. He harmed Esau, stealing the birthright. There is no doubt that even though it was ultimately God's choice to carry on the line of the Savior through Jacob instead of Esau the eldest, still Jacob sinned. Cowardly again he fled from the rage of his brother Esau. Even though he had to and was commanded to, he still fled in cowardly fear. Later in his exile, he fell in love with Rachel, as we know, but was forced into marriage with her sister Leah. And once again he showed no backbone. And it seemed he did hardly anything to ease the sadness of Leah, the unwanted bride even favoring Rachel's children his whole life, over the rest of his boys. Throw two concubines in there, once again following the vice and will of less-than-reputable relatives, his own mother, Laban, and his two wives, instead of standing up for what was right. Would any of us say, This is the man I aim to be. This is the kind of father I want for my children. This is the brother I would trust. The perfect son we always dreamed of. Nobody would. But still. Well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, if our lives were recorded on the pages of Scripture, what would they say about us? It would not be a glowing report. But still, it's said... About us one day it will be. Well done, good and faithful servants. For God still uses us, and he still blesses us, and he still forgives us. Despite all of Jacob's mistakes, his flocks and herds grew. He was blessed beyond measure. Despite the rage of Esau, there was forgiveness between the two estranged brothers. Despite the obvious and hurtful favoritism Jacob showed to Joseph and Benjamin, God used it for Jacob's good, 
for the good of his family, and for our good too. For God used Jacob and his family to bring about the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, the Messiah in flesh. So despite all the cowardice, the selfishness, the sins, the mistakes, well done, good and faithful servant. And when it is our time to lay asleep, no matter what the mistakes, the cowardice, the fear, the sin, we might still hear these words, well done. Why? Because we, like Jacob, have the righteousness of that Messiah, which covers all of our sins, all of them. We are righteous. And God uses those he has made righteous. So well done, good and faithful servants. We pray. Heavenly Father, you watched over Jacob and the great nation of Israel, so that from them would come your beloved Son, the Savior of the world. Bring us to him, so that we may always know from where our salvation comes. In his name we pray. Amen.